In the state of Vermont, with a population of 624,354 missing people. In the province of Newfoundland and Labrador, with a population of 526,000, there are 31 missing people. Hello, I'm your host, Christina. And I'm your host, Gina. Welcome to Milk Carton Cases, a missing persons podcast dedicated to unsolved missing person cases in Canada and the U.S. Today, I will be discussing the disappearance of Donald Messier. And today, I will be discussing the disappearance of 58-year-old Apu Akbar, who went missing from Newfoundland. Donald Messier disappeared from Waitsfield, Vermont after a party on October 15th, 2016. So I know I've already done a case on Vermont, so this part's going to be a little bit shorter. But um, do you remember where Vermont is? Uh, yes, it's north. Mm-hmm. Closer east. Mm-hmm. And it's like below the province of Quebec. Yep, so, it is yeah. touching the well, province yeah. of Quebec. So I figured that, if anything, you would probably That's remember one where I'm, that one was. I'm a little more familiar with. <laughs> Been there a few times. Yep. Um, so today's case takes place in Waitsfield, Vermont, which is pretty much right in the center of the state. Um, it's pretty small, which is under 2,000 people. Um, but as you can kind of tell from the total population of Vermont, all of the towns are pretty small. So mm-hmm. that's not super surprising. So we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, so Donald Messier was last seen leaving a party on Main Street at 2 a.m. on October 15, 2006. Two days later, on October 18th, he was reported missing by family after he missed two days of work at Green Mountain Coffee Roasters without calling in. Um, There hadn't been any activity on his cell phone, bank account, or credit card, and his truck, a 1997 Red Ford F-150, was also missing. So at the time of his disappearance, Donald was recently divorced and was living with his sister. Um, I didn't really see where his sister lived, but I got the sense that it wasn't in Waitsfield. It was, like, probably in one of the surrounding towns so he would have had to drive to get back to her house after the party okay um so while he was reported as being depressed and had been hospitalized for it in august um at the time of his disappearance he was seeing a therapist who believed that he wasn't suicidal um his sister amy described him saying he was still down in the dumps who wouldn't be but he was making jokes talking with us about the future and making plans so you know Mm, that feels yeah, Pretty not a case for suicide, right. usually. Yep. So, and the fact that his therapist was like, that would feel out of character for him, I think kind of says something, too. Um, so, Donald was described as being a homeboy and had only left the state once in his life when he was in fifth grade. Oh, wow. His dad had a, a work trip to Florida. So, that was, oh. they went to Florida. But it was like, for Vermont, like, to never leave Vermont, which is such a small, small state, small. like... Yeah. That feels almost impressive, honestly. Impressive? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like at that point you have to... Well, he definitely was a home potty then. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to classify. Yep. But that's all just to say yeah. that the likelihood of him just driving away... Right. ...is it's highly unlikely. very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Based off his habits, yeah. Yep. Um, his sister also doesn't believe that he would leave his family without saying goodbye, so it seems like they were all pretty close. Pretty close. But if he's living with his sister after his divorce, you know... I feel like that's some yeah. level of closeness. If yes. She's willing to take him in after that, you know, let him stay with her. 
Yeah. Um, so early in the investigation, the state police searched Waterbury Reservoir, Reservoir mm-hmm. um, which was 35 minutes north of Waitsfield. Um, while his friends and family looked into what they thought was more likely is that after the party, he just accidentally went off a dark road. So they ended up searching hundreds of miles of ru- rural roadsides without finding anything. Um, mm. So did you see where... I'm trying to pull up Waterbury Reservoir right So it's now. water. Brewery, yeah, yep. yep. Uh, so, kind of is a little. I mean, the picture that sh- shows up right now is very pretty. Somebody's mm-hmm. like uh, stand up paddling. So, um, can you go back to that? So he mm-hmm. was found, or sorry, why did they look in that area? Um, because the police just assumed that it was a suicide, and so they're just like, well, if he would have like gone off to commit suicide somewhere, like it would have been somewhere that was remote. And so, okay. going to that reservoir was more remote where nobody would really see him if he just, like, went into the water, basically. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, that was their assumption, which is, like... Ish, yeah. I kind of, you know, get it if he has reports of being depressed. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's... So, like, they thought he drowned himself, but, like, suicide? Yeah. That's, uh, okay. I feel like that's not super unlikely. But it's just, like, you know, if you haven't, like, talked to the therapist yet, you know... Or, like, had other reports of him not being suicidal, but, like, yeah, he m- might be depressed. Like, with everything that was going on in his life, like, I feel like that was a reasonable assumption to make, you know? Mm-hmm. But but I, I'm just, for me, it, I'm just wondering why that spot specifically, like, ha- is it? That's why I'm thinking that uh, his sister might live up there somewhere. Okay. So that's why I feel like she's not in. Not in Waitsfield. Uh, Waitsfield. Right. Exactly. So that's why. Okay. That, that was makes my assumption. Little, like yeah. maybe she lives in Waterbury, which is like why they looked up there Suggest- in the first place. Or, yeah. Yep. Gotcha. 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 So okay. I, I have no idea. Okay. But it just says that his family um, was checking hundreds of miles of <clears throat> roadside. So it's like, I don't know, like, if they just did like a big circle outside of Waitsfield or if they were like. Going in the area towards where he would have been driving to get to his sister's house. Like, I'm not sure. Uh, it's like they didn't really specify. Okay. So, yeah. Unknown. All right. Um, in 2011, Tropical Storm Irene hit and the search for Donald picked up again. So, this is five years after he went missing. Okay. Um, friends and family hoped that all the activity of repairing washouts and doing river and stream cleanup would turn up at least his truck, but nothing was found. Wow. So, okay. Mm hmm. Um, in 2021, so just last year, yeah, uh, a former coworker found a website for Adventures with Purpose. Have you heard of that? No company before. No. So it is an Oregon-based diving operation with the mission of environmental cleanup. Uh, the group originally focused on finding and retrieving vehicles and bodies of water, just to like clean up the waterway, you know, make it more environmentally safe mm-hmm. um but they started including looking for missing people thought to be submerged in cars so right like a yeah purpose um the group That's doesn't cool. charge law enforcement or families for their services and everything is funded by donations and wow. uh, merchandise sales which is cool mm-hmm. um until this summer they primarily worked on cold cases uh, and since 2019 they located 24 people um using only two teams that travel across the u.s wow mm-hmm so they said that they had like a huge backload of like people asking for their help to find wow. missing people. Yeah, this is. I mean, I feel like this is something that should have been happening a long time ago, but mm-hmm. it's really cool that they're doing that. Yep, and based um, off donations. The first time I heard about them actually was earlier this year when they hit when they did their first like modern case. Um, there was a girl that went missing. I believe it was in Arizona, and they found her in her car. Oh my god. 
think it was Arizona. Now I should look that up. They found her in, okay, in the wa- a body of water in a, in mm-hmm. a car. Yep, because they only do diving things. Right. We can definitely put a link um, at if the end of- If you want to make any donations. Yeah, if anybody wants to make a donation, this is a great cause for sure. Yep. And I, th- I just think it's impressive that they only have two teams that yeah. do this. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, just- so anyway, to yes. get back to the case, um, the coworker emailed them and telling them about Donald's case and asking them to come check it out if they were ever in New England. Because everything there is pretty close together. Okay. Um, so Adventures with Purpose uh, first came out to look on October 2nd, 2021, uh, but they had only scheduled like part of a day to be there. Uh, so they actually... Um, didn't get to look too much and they decided when they left that eventually they were going to try to come back because they felt like they could actually help. Uh, They just needed more time. Okay. So they came back roughly a year later and set aside two days to search and on Wednesday, October 5th, they found his truck in 10 feet of water in the Wisnowski River in Duxbury, which is 20 minutes north of Waitsfield. Okay. So it's still so. How, so it's, yeah. It's, how was the Duxbury is in between Waitsfield and Waterbury, which is where they looked in the reservoir. Okay. It's like about halfway between. Okay. So it kind of makes sense that he was like, if she lived in Waterbury, that he was like on his way home. Hmm. Right. But his truck was found, but his body wasn't in the truck. We're gonna talk about that. Okay. <clears throat> um, so drivers reported that his car was mostly intact, but the roof and the hood were missing. So it had filled with silt, gravel, and river debris, making it hard to tell if Donald was actually inside or not. Um, after nine hours, they were able to pull the truck out. And even though they found some of his personal items, they didn't find him. So they don't know if he was like in the truck when it went in the water, even though that feels likely and that, you know, he just either made it out of the truck and like got carried downstream or because the roof was missing like maybe he got pulled out at some point and carried downstream too you know like pulled out like by water you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. yep how the roof was missing yeah so i don't know they didn't explain how like they said that a lot of the times when they find cars they're upside down because that's like how they fell into the water right and so they didn't say if like it was upside down and Mm. like maybe you know like Erosion, the impact like, or whatever yeah, like caused took that off, or if it was sitting right side up and like um, something else had happened to take off, take off the roof, maybe turning. Yeah, yeah, I, I have okay. no idea. So they didn't really explain that at all. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So instead of finding the truck in a remote location, like the police thought, it was close to the town of uh, Duxbury in a spot that's popular for fishing, swimming, boating, and hiking. So that everybody was surprised at like. Nobody, nobody noticed found it, it before now because it's been a few, like a lot of years. Yeah, you said two thousand five. He went missing. Two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So like so, it, that's been a lot of time to like time. not have you know like lines pull up anything from mm. fishermen. You know, and it's only ten feet of water, which like yeah. is a lot of water, but it's also like not a lot of water at the same time. Interesting. So yeah, but I mean, dark waters too, and if you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I was just more surprised that, like, I feel like fishermen pull up random stuff all the time mm-hmm. and to, like, not hook on anything and pull anything up. Like, to me, that was what felt, like, the most bizarre. Um, so, Donald uh, Messier is a 34-year-old white man, five foot eleven to 6 foot, and between 230 and 275 pounds. He has brown hazel eyes with brown hair, a mustache, and a goatee. He has a scar on his chin and surgical scars on both of his wrists from a carpal tunnel surgery. Uh, he was last seen wearing a black and blue plaid button-up shirt 
blue jeans, and possibly a hat. Anyone with information is asked to call Vermont State Police at 802-229-9191. So my episode, my case today takes us back to Newfoundland and Labrador. Mm-hmm. I believe the last time we I did a case from this province was when I had my guest Michelle Michelle mm-hmm. here, and then we talked about the mummers. Do yes. you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, it's not about mummers this time. Okay. That was an interesting piece of information. Yes, it was. Don't know how I feel about it still, but whatever. <laughs> That's fair. Did I tell you that for uh, Christmas one time? A coworker of mine, she got me in Secret Santa, and she gave me um, a gift. It was a it was a Newfoundland wine because she had recently gone there because I was working for that shipping company. Uh huh. And then it was in a Christmas wine bag with mummers all over it, and Weird. I was like, "What the? Do fu-? you still have that? Uh, no, because I moved, and That's I was fair. like, I, I did hold on to it for quite some time. Because then she explained to me why what she gave it to me, but I was like, it was a Secret Santa too, you know. And yeah. you get this gift bag with like, just like what bags over their this that would freak me out. People with bags over their faces. It's like this is this seems like Mm-mm. should I drink this wine? Yeah, it feels like <laughs> will it kill me? Right. <laughs> Anyways, um, those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Mummers Newfoundland uh, in it will Canada, come up. <laughs> and it, yeah, 100 percent will come up. And and don't be scared of the photo that you see. Just read up on it. You remember that? Do you remember whereabouts yes. it's located? It's on the Atlantic side. Yeah. Perfect. It's like the islands-ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's the most eastern province of the provinces. Uh, St. John's is the capital city. St. John's has a population of only 108,860 people. So St. John's is actually one of North America's oldest cities. Not sure if I told you this before. I don't think so. Okay. It was founded in 1497. It ranked ninth oldest city of North America of 10 older cities hmm. that they they considered. Um, and this is reported on oldest.org. So you know it's for real. <laughs> what a good website. <laughs> um, so did you know who came in fifth place? Could you guess? No. Well, I might say this wrong. Oribe in Arizona? Oribe. O-R-A-I-B-I. O-R-A-I-B-I? In Arizona. With its founding years being between 900 to 1000 CE. Wow. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. And then the oldest city of North America, according to this source, (laughs) oldest.org, is um, Tepal's Tepoztlan, Mexico. I'm butchering the shit out of this name. T e p o z t l a n. Tepoztlan. Yeah, Mexico, dating back to fifteen hundred BCE. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Cool facts, right? That is a cool fact. So, Newfoundland and Labrador remain under British rule right up until 1949, in case you didn't know. Wow. When, yeah, I think we talked about this, when the province, when the province finally joined Canada. And here's one other cool thing that I knew that you would find interesting, or at least I think you would. 
there is such a thing as a Newfoundland pony. Did you know? I feel like I did know this, I but think, I also might have forgotten. I think you did. I, I f- for some reason, I, I remember you telling me this fact. <laughs> oh, but no. Either way, I'm going to tell you about it anyways. So, um, the Newfoundland pony was developed from stock brought from the British Isles to the island around 1600. Its ancestors are the ponies of Exmoor and Dartmoor in Devon, the New Forest, and to a lesser extent, the Welsh Mountain Pony, the Galloway now extinct, the Highland, and the Canomara. I'm, I'm, this is quoting, I'm quoting directly from my source because I could not. I don't know anything about ponies. Fair. <laughs> um, over the centuries, is it has adapted to the conditions and the climate of Newfoundland and virtually un it's and is virtually unknown elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah, uh, its color can be bay, which I searched. I was like, this must be a typo, and they must mean gray. No, it's like a beige color. Yeah. Well, whoa. Mm, what I found was it's a reddish brown. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but. What do I know? <laughs> I, I also don't know. Found one source, and I was like, "Yep, that's what it is." So, so it can be found in bay, black, brown, or but then then red with black forelocks. Their feet are, I think, or it's on their head. Okay, what is a forelock? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, manes and tails. Yeah, forelock is a lock of hair growing just above the forehead. So that's that, their emo bangs. Like a yeah, <laughs> their bangs. <laughs> yeah. Um. They have solid black lower legs up into the hawk on the hind leg and to the knee on the front. I don't, so I guess what I'm understanding is they have really solid legs lower mm-hmm. and then less solid. Yeah. Higher. I mean, that makes sense. Okay. Um, some have a black dorsal stripe. Their hooves are blue black with a very hard outer horn. They weigh an average of 500 to a thousand pounds and stand approximately 14.2 hands. Yeah, that's how you measure a horse. Okay. By hands. (laughs) Uh, at 58 inches high. Does, or feet. No. No, no, no. no. That doesn't make sense. Where are feet? It says, 58 inches then. Yeah, that's like um, four feet. One w- one second. I'm, yeah. yeah, so 58 inches high. Mm-hmm. That, so what are 14? What, is, what are hands? It's I don't know. It's just like a measurement like, of horse. It's like hand. Oh, okay. So like 58 hand. inches kind of makes sense? No? 14.5 hands. Well, yeah, because it's, uh, it's about... It's almost five feet. Okay. Yep. Sure. Uh, the ponies have strong front shoulders and a good angle for a collar. I don't, I'm just literally <laughs> sorry so, if this information is not significant, but um, basically they're pretty cool. Um, oh, this is really cool. So they are light and sure-footed and can travel over frozen ponds and barrens without breaking the ice. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, in winter, their overcoats grow two to three inches long. So. Oh, yeah, because I was looking at some pictures and they look fluffy. Mm. Um, usually a different color from their summer coats. And that's cool, too. Uh, they also grow a beard on their chins. Stop it. Yeah. And have been used to haul boats out of water 
pull logs from the forest and prepare land for spring planting. Nice. Working horses for real. Versatile horse. Yeah. They're quite, uh, oh yeah, this is cool too. So they're, they're quiet with a good temperament, which makes them good workers, easy keepers, and wonderful family pets. Yes. Uh, the Newfoundland pony is facing extinction through crossbreeding to other breeds and neglect. Um, yeah. It could quite possibly be the oldest breed of domesticated livestock in North America. Wow. And the Newfoundland government has passed, passed legislation declaring the pony as a heritage animal. The preservation of the Newfoundland pony today, um, today there are about 150 pure type Newfoundland ponies. Hmm. I don't think that's a lot, that's right? That's not a lot. That is not a lot. Yeah. So, uh, membership involvement and support are encouraged and to, to help keep save these ponies and keep them from extinction. And if you're interested in seeing what I just read and reading more about it, I got all my information from NewfoundlandLabrador.com. You can find it under About This Place and Facts. Nice. Yeah. That's my province info for... Th- this case. Um, so <clears throat> while I was looking at the map of Newfoundland and Labrador, I yes. did find an island where there's a community called Joe Bat's Arm. And hmm. I just like the image of how that community got named, where there's this guy named Joe Bat and he lost an arm. <laughs> exact spot. And they named a town after it. I was thinking arms like... Just, cool. That's just a fun fact. If, Joe if anyone has been to Joe Bat's, Bat's arm, arm, please let me know. Let us know. That would what be is really- it named after? What's the history behind Joe Bat? Yep, I have and so his many arm? so many questions. So just let us know. <laughs> let us know. Uh milk carton cases at gmail.com. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I was like uh, uh, yeah. All right. More seriously though, getting back to my case. Yes. On Tuesday, November sixth in two thousand eighteen, a fifty year old fifty eight year old man by the name of Apu Akbar left his home and which he shared with a roommate. Located it in St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, when he left, he did so by car. And it wasn't until two days later, on November 8th, that Mr. Akbar's gray Honda Civic was discovered in the area of Kavanaugh's Lane and Wing- Wind Gap Road in Flat Rock, Newfoundland. If you want to pull up the mat, you can kind of see. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty far like, north. Yeah, but um, the streets that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. They're like. Right, they're they're very close. They're not long streets. So yeah, it's kind of it really is right a very specific a specific place. place. Yeah. <clears throat> so this actually happens to be near Flat Rock Cove, and if you look at the map, Flat Rock Cove, um, uh, kind of dips into the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if he's by the water, it's a pretty big it's a pretty big piece of water. <laughs> Um, according to an article posted in Saltwire, a Canadian newspaper publishing company, police learned from residents that a man was seen standing by that car, by the car on November 6th, looking at the ocean. Um, the strange thing about the finding of his car was that his keys were found in the ignition and his cell phone was found also in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, members of the Royal Newfoundland Constabulary, along with rovers and a helicopter, conducted ground and air search for uh, for Mr. Akbar on November 9th, but were not successful in locating Akbar. A search was done by water and by the near 
nearby coastline as well, and nothing was discovered. It was only on the Thursday that he was officially reported missing. So that brings us to November 8th. Mm-hmm. So six is actually was the last time he was seen November 8th when he was reported missing. Got it. Apu is originally from Bangladesh. He's got black eyes, gray hair. He's five feet, one inch, one inch tall. It weighs about 65 kilograms or 143 pounds. His build is slender, complexion considered dark, and he wears glasses. Anybody with information on his whereabouts of uh, on whereabouts of Akbar is asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. Uh, and I don't know that he has family. I don't, I don't know anything. I know he had a roommate mm-hmm. from what it sounds like. And it's not super, it's not clear, but I think it was his roommate that reported him missing. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how it ha- came out. I don't know if he has kids or anything. I even tried looking him up online. I found a uh, LinkedIn profile, which I cannot 100% be sure that it's him. And nothing on Facebook either. Hmm. So any information that you may have on this case, do the right thing. Call Crime Stoppers. It can be anonymous. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cases Milk. Uh, you can follow, rate, and review us uh, wherever you get this podcast. Also, please send any cases that you'd like for us to cover to our email at mailcardcases at gmail.com. So keep your eyes sharp and your ears open. Bye.